No? Really? You all ready and awake and ready to go? That's fantastic. Yeah, you did? Well, Selah, praise God. So I'm going to pull my phone out so I can keep track of time because I can get talking about God and it will go on forever. I happen to be madly in love with Jehovah. Anybody else? Good. Glad to hear it. So welcome to the children's program. Um, I am very honored to get to be your children's pastor. This is the greatest job I never saw coming. I enjoy it thoroughly. So kiddos, I have an opportunity for you. If y'all want to come set, kind of like we do in normal kids' church, I have your rugs out here, your tables, your mats. Adults, if you want to come set out here, youth, y'all are welcome to. This is, this is your chance. Come on, because I also have gifts for you. Come on, kids. Come on. You can do it. Yeah. And y'all can put out some tables right here and some mats. It's fine. It's, you can come. You're fine. However you want to do it. You can also sit in these chairs. You can put some mats right here and some tables right here. This is comfort. Yeah. Hey, listen, kids. We're, we're having kids' church. We just got to invite the adults. And because there's so many adults, we had to do it in this bigger space. Right? So we're going to do a lot of the things the same way we do in kids' church. Y'all look like y'all are scared of me. Listen, I would come closer to you, but if I step out there, this microphone is going to ring, and it's going to hurt all our ears. So y'all can get a mat and come closer if you want to. We're going to move around a little bit. You will be just fine. So, oh yeah, I have the little clicker thing. I need to go back once. Ah, look, I do have a plan. Here's our plan. First, we're going to sing, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, and the adults are going to help, right? And we're going to go over the rules. We're going to pray. But listen, instead of doing our normal prayer request, what we're going to do is here in a minute, you're going to get some paper, and you'll be able to write your prayer request down and any questions that you might have about what I talk about. And then after I'm done with story time, and we're going to do a worship song, we're going to get to... The youth is going to do a fantastic drama, a little play, a little skit that's going to be the physical form of what I'm about to teach y'all. And I go, then we're going to go back there to the Becca Say It. What's that room called? Isn't that beautiful? Oh, for accent. I can't say that. We're going to go back there and we're going to get to play some games and we're going to go over the prayer request and any questions that y'all have about story. Cool? Give me a thumbs up if you're cool with it. Yeah. It's totally radical, dude. Totally, totally, totally. But y'all may have seen in there on story time, I need your help. I need y'all to help the adults mind. Right? So if y'all will help be quiet, it will keep the adults from getting too distracted and then they get loud and they don't focus and they don't learn. Right? So if y'all could help me with that, I'd appreciate it. And then you're going to get snacks. Isn't that cool? (laughs) Yay! Yes, ma'am. Oh, there's a surprise. You're going to have to wait because I'm going to go, surprise. (laughs) It'll be in just a minute. Okay, um, I have notes to try to keep me on track so I don't talk too long. I've been told I talk a lot. So let's start from the beginning. Oh, yeah, I got to do this thing. Y'all keep me on track. Call me out if I mess up. Okay. Um, Where are we at? Gathering kids. Yeah, we're at Kids Church. Just big. Y'all ready to help me sing? Do y'all want to stand up? You want to stand up or stay sitting down? I'm going to let you do either one. Okay, everybody stretch out. Stretch out your hands. 
Although you're so cute, don't you want to just come stand right here so the camera can see you? Come on, you're so, I know you're not shy to the camera. I have seen you in movies. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, you want to try it? You, you can try. That's, that's my boy. Come here, man. That's my boy. Come on, somebody else. Somebody else. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody else. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, you got it. You got it. Anybody else? Jack? <laughs> He's like, why me? Why you call me out like that? That's what I'm talking about, boo. Okay. Good job. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And if in the meaning, in the middle of it, y'all want to come up here, I'm cool with that. Okay. Everybody stretch your hands. Warm up your voice. <coughs> y'all ready? Thank you. I love her. Okay. Here we go. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Now, this one's a little bit harder. Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gates to open wide. He will wash away my sins, let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Fantastic job. Good job. Thank you. Thank you for not letting me stand up here long. So I'm trying really hard to stick to a scripture. Okay, so what's next? Let's do the rules. Respect. We're going to taco about it, but we're going to talk about it later because I've got a lot of things to talk about up here and I want to hear any of your questions in a little bit, okay? You'll get a piece of paper. Don't worry. Now we get to pray. <laughs> so remember, we close our eyes to focus. We bow our head in reverence. We say, if you agree with what I pray, right? So here we go. God is listening. God is listening to God is very good. I've actually put a script. Go back. Father God, I ask that you would guard my mouth to speak only the truth. Remind me to focus my thoughts on higher things, that I sit in heavenly places and that I am crowned with your righteousness. And from that knowledge, open my heart to give love and to receive love. Anoint my hands to do your work. Anoint my feet to share your gospel. And God, would you make us strong enough, crazy enough to be kind to ourselves and kind to others. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. And uh, boom yeah, y'all feel that boom shakalaka, don't you? So if y'all need anything, we have beautiful Miss Whitney, beautiful Miss Sophie, and beautiful Miss Cassie right there for you, right? So here's the fantastic good news. I'm going to start talking to the adults, and y'all get to set up like you normally do. There are snacks back there. The team is going to help you get it. First, let's give the team a hand. Can we? Because this is not a one-woman show. Thank you, Mr. Romo and teens, for setting everything up. Y'all are fantastic. So y'all can get snacks. Get at least two. There's water. You can get your table and a cushion. You're going to need a table and the cushion for your surprise. Ready, set, go. I love my dog, people. <clears throat> okay. Thank you, Pastor David, for letting me do this. Thank you for this opportunity. I am really excited to get to share the Christmas story with my tribe. Right? Y'all notice how y'all got really distracted when kids started moving and making noise? I thrive on it. God created me for this job, and I didn't see it coming, and I love it, and I so appreciate that y'all would let me do it. Um, I want you to know I'm going to use several different versions of Scripture today. I love the New Revised Standard Version, the ESV, the NIV. I love the Word of God, and I like using different translations because it helps me understand. I have this really weird brain, and it, it needs lots of stimulation. That's why God made me a children's pastor. So... That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Emmanuel, God with us. The kids already know this. See, in the beginning, we're going to start the Christmas story from the very beginning. You see, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Wow. Did you all know he made everything? He made light, and then he made the sun and the moon and the stars to govern time. That means God created time. God is not bound by time. This is super important to remember. He's not bound by time. He is, big word, omnipresent. What's that mean? Can anybody read? Read that for me. Right. That's who God is. He's there all the time. That's a little bit mind-blowing. He made time. He's not constrained by time. We are constrained by time for the most part. Right, Jason? Thank God for breakers. Um, so he created all these things. And the coolest thing he made that he said is very good. Everything else he's like, hey, that was good. Y'all see that? The very good was us. He created us. Then God said, let us make humans in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Creepy. So God created humans in his image, in his image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female he created them. I want to take a moment right now. You ready for your surprise? I want to celebrate that God has created you. I'm very thankful God created you. And he made you in his image. So, I have a gift for you, team. 
Would you pass out the gift? Gifts. Inside these gifts, you're going to find some fantastic things that you can use right now. Isn't that cool? We as a church family, we love you. We are thankful God made you. You have a purpose. There's a reason you're here. And we just want to celebrate it. You know, like the wise man brought some gifts to Jesus to say, yay, you're here. I'm saying, yay, you're here. Okay, so I have some bad news, though, about creation and humans. Y'all may have heard about this thing that humans decided to sin against God. So what, what is sin? So back in Genesis 3, when we were talking a while ago, sin is disobeying God. Not doing what God tells you to do. Simple, right? We're trying to get to the basics. Adults, y'all get to come back to the basics a little bit. So sin is when you disobey God. Can I get an amen if you agree with that? I know there's a whole lot more texture to this definition, but the basics, right? Thank you. So if we're disobeying God, what was it that God told us to do? God said we are created in his image that means to act like him. When God tells us to look and be and do a certain thing, and we say, nah, I want to look and be in this certain thing, that is disobedience. That doesn't mean not having a conversation with God like, wait, are you sure you want me to be the children's pastor? Don't you know I've been a high school teacher for five years? Like, and God's like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad I obeyed. It was fantastic. So who is God that we should obey him? Or even who is he that we can turn our hearts to him and say, okay, I want to be like you. So when I think about who God is, there's a couple of terms we use that kind of mess with my head a little bit. So I was preparing for this. I was like, you know what? It may mess with your head too. So let's just work it out just a little bit. There is one God. Here's just a few scriptures for you to quickly reference if you prefer to. Here's a few that will refer and say, yep, one God. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's the only one you're going to serve, right? But then there's these other scriptures that talk about him in three different persons. We call this the Trinity or triune. Anybody nervous about where I'm going with this? Oh, wait, back up. How do I pause? Help me, Peter. So this, what I want you to see is how my brain works and how, what, how it makes sense to me, right? So the video, you were just seeing part of it. So I want you to imagine God the Father, white paint. God the Son, red paint. God the Holy Spirit, blue paint. Okay? Okay, just click it. Okay, watch this. There's the red. Okay. I was going to do this myself, but I'd make a huge mess. Watch when it gets mixed together. Starting to blend. No longer seeing just the individual colors, but they are still there. You mix it all together and you get one color. How fantastic is that? You get... Purple. Anybody else? Like for me, that's like, whoo! 
Hallelujah. I see it. I see it. God is one made in three persons, right? So it's those three different colors, very distinct. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three are one. They are one. Anybody, anybody else agree with this? Can I get an amen? Anybody else in their spirit goes like, whoa. God is so cool. I don't know how he did that. But he did that. I love him. I'm, I mean, he's... Okay, so this one is sin. So if we were made in God's image, and we're supposed to look like him and act like him, and we're supposed to be purple, this is what sin does to us. It's like there's a, a little bit of, I can kind of see the image that I'm supposed to be. But it's a little bit distorted. It's not truly who God created us to be. These are the results of sin. But here's the good news. I can't set this down. Here's the good news, right? God is omnipresent. He was in the past, he's in the present, and he's in the future. Remember that God loves us and created us to be his forever friend. He wants to be closer to us than anyone else. Closer than our breath. Everybody go like this. Mine's got coffee. He wants to be closer to you than that. So before time began, according to John 17 and 24, remember God made time. He's not bound by time. So before he made time, before time began, he made a plan to redeem us or make us sinless so we can be close to him again. I love that. And I also love this picture. Here's the good news. And it's a little bit dark. Can you all see that doggy? Isn't it adorable? Here's the good news. In Genesis 3, 14 and 15, this was the first prophecy or foretelling prophecy is another way of saying foretelling of God's plan. In this foretelling, he told us about the anointed one. That the anointed one would bring us back into a right relationship with God. Throughout the Old Testament, God used many people to prophesy that the Messiah is coming. Y'all know that's the reason we celebrate Christmas the way we do. Is that it was prophesied for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. That from the, before time began, God planned for Christmas. So cool. So hold on, we're getting to the full Christmas story. Brace yourself. Um, so throughout the Old Testament, God used many people to remind us that the Messiah is on the way. See, that's a big word that we use for Savior or the plan or the anointed one. So Messiah is a weird word. Can you all help me say Messiah? Messiah. Hey, that was pretty good. Y'all like, did that in harmony. I like that. So this whole prophecy thing, I get lots of questions about, okay, what, are, what prophecies were there? How many did Jesus fulfill? You know, I want to know. I love gotquestions.com. It's one of those that you can type out any question regarding the Bible or spirituality, any question. 
and it will give you scriptural references and a little bit of a commentary to help you have some context to it and some uh, research or historical documents. It's really a great resource. I really like it because I will start preparing something or reading something and I will have tons of questions that will just on my brain. And this is what they, they said. <clears throat> that Jesus fulfilled at least, on a very conservative number, he fulfilled at least 300 of the over 500 prophecies. We're just talking about his early ministry. So for thousands of years, people said the Messiah would do and act like this. And this one man fulfilled 300 of those. Now, this does not include the, the times that Jesus himself prophesied what he would do, that he would die and come back to life. It, that doesn't even include that or his later ministries. And it also doesn't include that we don't know all the things that Jesus did because there's a lot in there that's not written in the Bible about what he actually did. I know it takes a moment to let that sink in. But the reality is, John tells us, but there are also many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. I'm pretty sure every single prophecy that was accurate, Jesus fulfilled. I mean, but this, is, this looks like my brain. When I was trying to be like, okay, well, which prophecies? Because I'm that person. And so this is what my brain looks like. And I'm so glad that Cathedral Rock Church put this in a photo. So these are some of the Old Testament prophecies that connect to what Jesus actually did. Right? Okay. You're, you're getting this. I love it. So there are three prophecies that just sing to me at this Christmas time. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal or the essence or the spirit of the Lord of hosts will perform this according to Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. How cool is that? Right? How cool is that? I mean, he was from the line of David. David was one of his great, great grandpas. Right? Like, that's so cool. Oh, I love this one. Abraham, when him and Isaac were going up to sacrifice. Some of y'all know this story. This is what Abraham prophesied, not even knowing. These are the words Abraham said. God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. That is, that is cool. Anybody else tripping with me, JJ? I know you're back there tripping with me just a little bit. And the two of them walked on together. That's in Genesis. But here we are at the one we use most of the time for Christmas. 
Isaiah 7:14 said, "Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. That means God with us. On this day, we celebrate the arrival of the Messiah. The, the appointed time that God looked down through time. Remember, he is not bound by time. He looked down through time and said, at this perfect moment, he stepped in to our time and became a walking example of what God wants for us, what obedience looks like. It's incredible to think that in a little bitty town, does anybody know the name of where Jesus was born? Bethlehem. Nailed it. In this little bitty nothing town called Bethlehem, the God of all creation made himself a body and stepped in the scene. It humbles me. And he did this because he loves us so much. But here's a reflection of where our world was, is that there was no room for a pregnant woman about to give birth. And still he came in a lowly place, in a manger. The God of all glory did that for us. How beautiful. How wonderful. This is where the joy and hope and peace comes from, is Emmanuel, God with us. Here are four scriptures, I know one is duplicated, that really just resound the fact that Jesus is God and that Emmanuel was with us. In the beginning is what John says. I love this wordplay. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son full of grace and truth. And Jesus himself said, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the father living in me who is doing his work. This one I put twice because to me it just like sums it all up for my crazy brain. Colossians tells us that in Christ, all the fullness of the deity, deity is a big word for God. That's a big word. You're all learning some great words today y'all can use later. Lives in bodily form. How cool is that? Am I the only one like, that is so cool that he could do that. Not only... Did he do that? But he walked around in where we suffer, what we feel, the pain that we experience, the heartache, all of it. He experienced humanity, but yet he was sinless. He never disobeyed God. He was tempted, but never sinned. He, sin could not touch him or change the fact that he is God. 
Jesus loves us so much that he defeated sin. He let humanity's, humanity's disobedience kill him as a free gift to us. He took our place and paid the price for our sins. But that's not the end of the story. He came back to life proving that he is God. No one has ever done that before or after. No one has brought themselves back to life. Only Jesus. The power of God inside him brought him back to life. I got good news about that too. Some of you already know the rest of the story. It should be bubbling inside of you just a little bit like, oh, that's who lives in me. So I want you to think back to the video. Jesus added his red purification, the Holy Spirit's blue preservation, and the Father's white provision into our hearts. But best of all, he removed sin's dark stain from us. That doesn't mean we don't still battle our habits, our hang-ups, or the life and humanity. But it is removed. Y'all know you want to say amen. Go ahead. Isn't that good stuff? That's good stuff. The psalmist wrote it like this. He said that as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. The only way to head west, if you have been walking east, is to do what? Turn around. And that is what we must do. That is how we start obeying God. We repent or we do an about face. That means to totally turn. You're good, bro. You're all right. We turn around and start walking in the right direction. We walk in obedience. Side note, not on my notes. Did you know baptism is an act of obedience? If you have questions about that, I know of some pastors and some saints that would like to explain that to you further. I'd be more than happy to get back in that hot water and help you out with that. Just I had to put a plug. I can't help myself. There's nothing greater. I was so cool. Right, Christian? Yeah. First dude I ever baptized right there. Yeah. Baptized her. Baptized him. Okay. So Peter, they asked Peter, what do we got to do to be saved? Peter says unto them, you must repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's Acts 2 to 38. I know that's a different version. This is how I learned it. Roll with it. We're also told, oh, and that Holy Spirit part, that's God in us. Not just Emmanuel with us. That's God in us. So good. Um, Romans tells us that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with their heart, leading to righteousness, and one confesses with their mouth, leading to salvation. To help us understand that, Matthew said that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. 
So when we believe Jesus is God, and this story is real, this really happened, there were more than 500 witnesses that attested to seeing the dude come back alive. Like, that's incredible. When you believe that, the abundance of your heart, you have to start saying, you're God. This is real. Just like anything else that's in abundance in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. That I love you. That's an abundance in my heart. I love you. I love you. Ooh, this good stuff, Jesus. Okay. You're behaving so well. You're doing good. Thank you. You're really helping the adults. <clears throat> yep. That Miss Amber made that for y'all. So listen, whether this is your first time to confess that Jesus is Lord, or this is a renewal, an opportunity, a chance for you to be like, oh yeah, that's what Christmas is about, is that the King of all glory stepped in to our mess this is an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity as Ryan comes to lead us in another song. I want to give you an opportunity to confess, to have a moment of renewal with the great I am. So would you close your eyes and pray with me? Father God, the great I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Sovereign Lord, King of all things, my Jesus. The one who sees me and knows me, who hears my every thought and counts every hair on my head. I believe in you. I know that you are God and that the power of God brought you back to life. I confess that I'm a sinner. I'm in need of you, my Savior, every day day. Renew within me a clean heart and a right spirit. Order my mouth to speak your words. Command my life to walk in your will. Wash me. I worship you, Sovereign Lord. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you were made flesh and what you have done for us. I worship you, God, with all that I am. Let your name be glorified with every breath that I take. In Jesus' name.